Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Finn Caspian! Finn Caspian! It's so cool! You're Lothian! <laughs> All right. That was awesome. That was our pal Enzo writing in with a great catchphrase. Thank you so much to Enzo. Now, as you know, we are deep in the throes of a magical pirate story right now. Bebop, how are you feeling? Yar. Oh, is that your pirate slang? Yar. Well, we actually got a lot of really great examples and suggestions for pirate slang from our listeners that you don't have to just say yar all the time. Yar. Oh, did I get your attention? Yar. <laughs> okay, well, while you come up with your own pirate slang, let's listen into listener Siri from Chicago who had a great idea. Hello, my name is Siri. I live in Chicago, Illinois, and I'm eight years old. Here is my pirate slang. Maybe you look worse than a parrot in a hurricane. Thanks, bye. <laughs> I love it. Don't you be bop. Yar, 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 yar. Bebop, you gotta say something else. Yar, 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 yarathin. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Well, let's get right into the episode then. If you remember what happened in the last episode, the kids were finishing up their pirate trials when Abigail got stumped by Captain Crabhammer. Will she be able to come up with something to satisfy the crab? We'll find out in the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian, Season 5, Episode 10, Charting the Course. I really can't think of anything, said Abigail. No helping her, said Crabhammer, when he saw Elias lean over to Abigail. She has to come up with this one on her own, or it's back to the laser planks for her. Okay, okay, no no big deal, said Abigail. I can come up with one. How about... Hands off me loot, you sticky-fingered octopus. Not bad, said Crabhammer. But I had never seen an octopus with fingers, and if I ever did, I'd hang these sails up once and for all. Okay, all right, fair enough, said Abigail. Um, how about, uh, arr, that's a gilded seashell for when you get a piece of treasure, but then it turns out to just be junk. Wow, said Crabhammer. You're good at this. What else you got? Hey, I thought I only had to come up with one, said Abigail. Aye, but you have the knack. I want to hear some more. Just for fun, you've passed the trial. Okay, how about a, uh, sea slapper? Someone who has walked the plank and slapped down onto the sea. Amazing! Keep them coming. Abigail was really getting into it now. How about a fish-fingered flinger for someone who has bad aim? Okay, we're back to fingers again, but what the heck, I like it. Abigail rattled off another half-dozen new slang terms and then ended it triumphantly by yelling... Kick it, ye crabbies! A hush fell over the pirates. That's a good one, right? said Abigail, 
who didn't notice that the pirates had gone quiet. It means, get out of here, you... Oh. Abigail slowed down. She noticed that Crabhammer wasn't smiling anymore. It means, get out of here, you, uh... You... Said Abigail. She searched for a word. You what? Said Crabhammer. Go ahead. Finish what you were going to say about the Krabbies. No, that was it said Abigail. Get out of here, you. The end. Well, maybe I can finish it for you, then, said Crabhammer, coming in a little closer. Get out of here, you little ten-legged weirdos. Is that what you were going to say? No, said Abigail. I would never say that. Get out of here, you pea-brained shellheads. Is that what you were going to say? No, said Abigail. I promise I would never. To the laser planks! cried Crabhammer. Nobody speaks that way about my kind and then joins my crew. Wait, 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 said Abigail. I I really didn't mean it. I was just thinking of things that lived in the sea and... And you were thinking about kicking them. No, said Abigail. Never. I said kick it, ye crabbies. Maybe that means kick back. Take a load off. Hang out. You've worked hard and now it's time to kick it and relax. Hmm, said Crabhammer. That's better. Okay, cancel the laser planks for now. But I'm keeping my eye on you Marlow kids. So it's settled then, bellowed Bogus, clearing the way through a crowd of pirates who had been watching the commotion. We have our crew. It will be Crabhammer as captain, myself as first mate, and these Marlow children. These are the only ones who have made it through all the trials, said Crabhammer. So, I guess we're stuck with them. Um, that's the spirit, said Vale. Now, come on, we're all part of the same pirate crew. So let's do some pirating, Captain Crabby. Crabhammer lifted his hammer high in the air and looked Vale in the eye. (laughs) I like it. A pirating we will go. First mate, Bogus. Prepare the ship. It's already prepared, Captain. Oh, right. Then away we go. Crabhammer waved his crew over to the big ship where Vale had out battle stance battled the bark alien. Now, Abigail, you were the pilot of your little pod, is that correct? said Crabhammer. Abigail nodded. Great, then you shall be my navigator. You there, what's your name? Elias, said Elias. Okay, I hear you are the builder in your clan. Then I will ask you to attend to the ship's needs. Something breaks, you fix it. And you, my dear. Crabhammer said to Paige. If you wouldn't mind, I would love to have you on the bow, lighting the way for my ship. Paige, who was glowing with the magic inside her, seemed to brighten and made her way to the front of the ship. And Vale, right? That's your name? You won that battle stance battle easily. I would like you to be by my side in case we engage in any battles. Crabhammer looked over at Finn. And you? What is it you do again? Finn shrugged. 
I don't know. I'm sort of second in command to Abigail. Mm-hmm, said Crabhammer, not that impressed. And I solve a lot of puzzles and riddles, said Finn. I'm the chief detective. Okay, perfect. There's a mop right over there. See if you can detect any dirt on the deck and swab it. Finn sulked over to where the mop stood, and in a matter of minutes, Crabhammer had the giant pirate space magical ship up off the ground and moving, rocking and tilting in the air, until finally the sails billowed and the ship began, for lack of a better term, sailing. The sky was a crisp blue, like a clear day on earth, and there were no clouds and now no land beneath them either. It was easy for the explorers to believe they were really sailing in a pirate ship. Crabhammer was small, so he stood atop a bucket that stood atop a chair that stood atop a box. He grasped the captain's wheel with his claw and rested the hammer by his side. Vale, holding on to the sword he received for the battle stance battle, stood himself next to the captain. Abigail was on her knees behind them, poring over a chart, a huge scroll that had been dragged out of the hold and unrolled on the deck. Elias was making his way around the ship, inspecting it for damage. Paige was at the front, leading the way, and Finn... Finn was mopping. He pushed his mop over to Abigail and peered down at the chart, but he couldn't make any sense of it. What is that? whispered Finn. They call it a potential map of the magical in-between, said Abigail. Potential? said Finn. You mean this might not be the right map? Potential, said Bogus, coming up behind them. Meaning the magical in-between is always changing. There is no single map that will tell you where you need to go. This document here. Bogus pointed the toe of his heavy black boot at the chart. This document shows us the way to saving your friends. Hmm, potentially. So what does that mean? By the time we get to a certain point, the map may have changed? Said Finn. Potentially, said Bogus. Now, I believe there's a spot on the deck that needs your mop's attention. Where? said Finn. I just cleaned the hole. <coughs> Bogus spit across the deck. Right there, said the large man. Finn was angry, but he didn't confront Bogus. As gross and evil as he was, Bogus was their only lifeline to the pirates who had stolen the robots. Abigail, trying to get a new perspective, picked up the old, wrinkly map and shook it out like you would a beach blanket to smooth it down. The ship rocked like it was on unsteady seas. Whoa there, said Crabhammer. Careful now, that map is more than just a map. Abigail was surprised. So you're telling me that this map affects the magical in-between? She said. Aye, the map changes to fit the in-between, and the in-between changes to fit the map. Whoa, said Abigail as she stood up. Ah, uh, this is more than I bargained for. She picked up a corner of the map where what looked like a small island was located. The picture of the island on the map 
immediately began to slide down the slope of the corner Abigail held in her hand toward the center of the map. Wow, said Abigail. Finn, quick, come here, look. The island was sliding across the chart as Abigail lifted the corner higher and higher. It looked like the island was skiing down a slope. Finn rushed over and pointed at a glowing red dot in the middle of the map. What's that? he said. Oh, I'm pretty sure that's us, said Abigail. Then that's bad news for us, said Finn. The explorers heard a deep rumbling, and when Abigail and Finn turned, a giant island was flying through the sky, straight at their ship. Evasive maneuvers, Captain Crabhammer, cried Finn, and Crabhammer spun the captain's wheel hard counterclockwise, the ship tilting, but the island kept coming at them fast. It won't work, cried Finn. The map is still tilting with the ship. Finn picked up another corner of the map and raised it off the deck. The ship tilted in the other direction, and the island began to slow down, but it was still coming at them. The island loomed over the ship. It must have been 50 times the size, and it was full of tall trees and even what looked like a volcano in the middle of it. A little more, cried Crabhammer. Finn raised the corner of the map over his head, and the island, within arm's reach of the ship, stopped just before colliding with the hull. A small parrot in one of the trees stuck its beak out from between the branches. I'll get you for this, said the parrot as the island shot away from their ship. Nice work, detective, said Crabhammer. That was close. Um, Finn, you might want to lay that flat, like, right now, said Abigail. Finn looked at the map, and now, from the corner where he held the map up, a giant school of sharks was sliding and swimming right at them. Finn dropped the corner to the deck, just as the sharks were about to hit their ship, and the ship nearly turned over, listing hard on its side, and the sharks, which had been barreling toward them, came to an abrupt halt, their momentum tossing them into the sky, soaring over the ship, their jaws chomping at the air, angry that they couldn't get their fins on the pirates. Guys! said Paige, who was still perched on the bow of the boat and was busy ducking shark teeth. No more of that, okay? But it was too late. They disturbed the map too much. Things were going crazy. Though they couldn't see them, waves were rocking the boat back and forth. Bogus angrily slammed his boot down on the map and turned to Crabhammer. Get control of this ship, Captain, bellowed Bogus. But as he turned to Crabhammer, his boot turned with him, spinning the map around, and the spinning caused the whirlpool to open up, their magical boat spinning wildly. Oh, I'm going to be sick, said Vale. You're going to be shark food, said Crabhammer. If we don't fix this. Finn and Abigail stared down at the map. It was chaos. Islands skated across the map. Schools of fish shot across the map in seconds. But Finn saw that there were four wavy lines, all pointed in different directions on opposite ends of the map. They were currents, the motion of this weird sea and the magical in-between. Look, said Finn, these lines, they're the only things that aren't moving. What lines? said Crabhammer. See, said Finn, picking up a corner of the map. 
No! Put it back down! Yelled everyone as another island soared past them, the edge of its beaches grazing the mast of the ship. I, I will get you! Yelled another parrot. Abigail, you're awesome at origami, right? Whispered Finn. I have a crazy idea. Can you fold this map so that these four wavy lines become just one line? I probably can, said Abigail. But but who knows what that could do? It could crush us. It could, said Finn. But something is going to crush us eventually anyway. Abigail nodded. She pinched the map and creased one side of it, folding it over so that one of the lines met the other. Crabhammer's ship groaned against the waves Abigail brought on. Is this what you mean by kick back? Cried Crabhammer. Keep going, Abigail, said Finn. Abigail did the same with the third line, folding it so it matched up with the fourth. More chaos erupted. Abigail had made the magical in-between much smaller, and now there were islands flying at them, whole mountains pointed at the hull of the ship like giant spears ready to sink them. Now, yelled Finn, and Abigail folded and pinched and folded until all of the lines met and formed one long line. The magical in-between now practically folded in on itself as thin as a ruler, and the ship took off. Speeding down one straight line, all of the rest of the magical in-between flying by, and the ship, it couldn't take it. The hull started to splinter apart like the giant pirate vessel had been crushed in a vice. The explorers saw a light up ahead before they could make it. The ship cracked, sending the explorers and their fellow pirates flying apart. All right, I am here with my son and editor, young Griffin Messenger. Say hi to everybody, Griff. Hi, hi. Hello. And uh, Griffin, could you do me the quick favor of telling me what you thought about that episode? Is the sense that I can't find a word to describe it good? You can't find a word to describe it? So it's so good you can't describe it? Yes. <laughs> All right, I'll take that. I'll take that. I think that's the same as like infinity percent, which is sometimes your answer. Yep. What was your favorite part of the episode? When Crabber was like, "Hello, Crabbies," <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and do you have any questions for me? What's gonna happen to them? I'm mean, like, are the sharks gonna come back or something? So it seems like they got caught in the current that Finn created, or Abigail created. It was Finn's idea. They made one massive current, but it was so much pressure, the that ship exploded. <laughs> Yeah, this ship. Well, what about the chart? They're gonna have to unfold that chart soon. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. It seems like they've really changed the magical in between. Yeah, there's probably gonna be a lot of islands flying at them with a lot of p- angry parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of angry parrots. That's for sure. Parrots don't yep. like it when you mess with their islands. Yep. <laughs> this was a fun episode to make. I think. Yeah. Anything else you want to ask? What did you think of the pirate slaying? Uh, Krabby's? Seriously? He was <laughs> mad about Krabby's. <laughs> <laughs> Those were all of the slang that was used in this episode. 
was submitted by listeners. So a lot of really great ideas. And so, so someone else made Crab Hammer Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ava and Hannah from Toronto, Canada suggested that one. So Crab Hammer, take it up with Ava and Hannah, for, okay? Yeah, take it up with them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anything else, Griff? Uh, no. Okay, now it is the period of our show in which we talk about... Really? What time is it? <laughs> art! All right, for our art this week, we have Aiden, who's five, from Portland, Oregon, Julia, from San Francisco, Drew, who's six, Gus, who's five, Cecile, who's nine, from Jackson, Mississippi, seven-year-old Turner, six-year-old Ella, from Hoboken, New Jersey, our pal Owen, Jack, who's five, and Charlie, who's seven, from Eastvale, California, Lucas, who's ten, and Nolan, who's seven, and Aiden, who's four, all from Toronto, Canada, Liam, who's six, from Middletown, New York, Grant, who's four, and Charlotte, who's seven, our pal Harper, Stas, who's ten, from Australia, Rocco, who's eight, from New Zealand, Mina, who is five, from Albany, California, Daxon, who is four, from Santa Cruz, California, Aiden from Honolulu, Hawaii. Jack, who is four, from Highlands Ranch, Colorado. Paul and Nolan from Beaverton, Oregon. Evangeline from Austin, Texas. Our pal Elia, who's eight. And Sparks, who's six, from Rockland, Maine. Now we have all the great kids who sent an amazing pirate slang. We have Ansel, Atticus, Zahara from New York. Hannah, who's nine. Siri from Chicago. Owen from Waterdown, Ontario, Canada, Drew from Atlanta, Zeke, Abby and Evelyn from Fayetteville, North Carolina, Adam, who's nine, from Howell, Michigan, Enzo, Quincy, who is seven, from Tampa, Florida, Felix, who's seven, from Binghamton, New York, Max, who's seven, from Austin, Texas, Rosie Edelman and her dad, David, from Shutesbury, Massachusetts, Graham, who's six, from Raleigh, Massachusetts. Abinov, who's eight, from Bangalore. Our pal Abigail. Leo, who's eight, from Colorado. Our pal Asil. Cameron, who's ten, from Perth, Australia. Jules, who's nine and a half. Elliot, who's seven, from Springfield, Virginia. Avery, who's six, and Tori, who's nine, from Fort Collins, Colorado. Christian, who's eight, and Daniel, who's six, from Sydney, Australia. Amelia, from Vancouver, Washington, Harrison, who is 10, from Houston, Texas, Brian and Elizabeth from Monroe, North Carolina, Ava, who is 8, and Hannah, who is 5, from Toronto, Canada, our old pal Amelia Shriver, and of course, Zane, who is 9, and Orion, who is 6, from Brooklyn, New York. Thank you all so much. Okay, now it's time for some jokes. First up is Graham from Raleigh, Massachusetts. My name's Graham from Raleigh, Massachusetts, and I have a joke for you. What do aliens use to get rid of flies on their planet? A Venus flytrap. <laughs> <laughs> I love the laugh at the end. All right, now here's a joke from our pal Enzo. My joke is, Mama, what is Safrite when... She is wrong. I don't know. What's Safrite when she's wrong? Safron. Bye, Fincaspin. You're my favorite podcast. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for all those awesome jokes. Griffin, anything else you want to talk about today? Nope. All right. Then with that being said, want to say goodbye? Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Bye, 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 everybody. Thanks again for coming back and having some more fun with us this week. We're always looking for more catchphrases, more sounds, more art, more jokes. Please send them in earth at fincaspian.com. Thank you all so much. The Alien Adventures of Fincaspian is a Gen Z kids production written and produced by Jonathan Messenger, edited and guided by Griffin Messenger, with special thanks to Maria Villanueva. Emerson Messenger is our intern. The music you hear at the beginning and end of every show is by Mark Reberg, recently voted the nicest human in the multiverse. Our cover art is by Sir Ian Dingman. For more information about the show, go to fincaspy.com or check out the show notes. Go to bestrobotever.com for more great podcasts for kids, and we will see you next week. Yari yar, yari yar, yari 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 yar, yari yar, yari yar, yari yar. Hi, it's me, Jess. This is a message for all the Six Minutes podcast fans out there. Have you heard? There are new episodes in the Six Minutes feed called the Ivan Dispatch. I won't go into details, but Ivan found something. A box containing audio cassettes recorded decades ago, and it looks like they were recorded by Cyrus. If you're a fan and you're not following the show, you may have missed out. Search for Six Minutes and click the follow button so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't heard Six Minutes yet, what are you waiting for? Search for Six Minutes, start a season one, episode one, and enjoy the most downloaded family audio drama in history. Hey, parents and teachers, have you heard about gzmclassroom.com? It's a website where teachers can get companion resources for everyone's favorite GZM shows. Six Minutes, Mars Patel, Podcast Title Pending, Seis Minutos, The Res, Becoming Mother Nature, Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, Treasure Island 2020, The Hollow, Young Ben Franklin, and The Big Fib all have companion resources for additional critical thinking, listening comprehension, and ultimately creativity. We made them just for you. And oh yeah, they're free. Free! The people on Facebook didn't believe us, but they are F-R-E-E free. Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today.